1: Good afternoon, Super Talk Mississippi. You are tuned into your radio happy hour. That's the good things. I'm your host, Rebecca Turner. We've got Rhino in studio today. Now good things wants to encourage you to go on an adventure in Mississippi. So head on over to visit mississippi.org to find out more and head on over to supertalktv.com. You'll see I'm not alone in the studio today. I've got two lovely ladies visiting with us to talk about a new number that could help save a life. Joining us is Miss Wendy Bailey. She's the executive director for the Department of Mental Health. And we have Miss Katie Storr. She's the Chief of Staff for Mississippi Department of Mental Health. So welcome, ladies. Thank you. Thank you for having us. And I know you guys have been keeping this big old secret for like a little while now. I think we, Katie, we started talking about this way back in May when it was Mental Health Awareness Month. And you're like, oh, let's pump the brakes on it for at least a little while longer. So what's coming up July 16th? Who wants to take Take,
2: take the stab at it. <laughs> All right. So July 16th, a new three-digit easy-to-remember number is going to go live. That connects people in um, crisis. It's going to be a suicide and a behavioral health crisis line. It's going to connect you with the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline counselor, and that person's going to be there to talk to you, assess the situation, and connect you with care when needed. Um, it's replacing a 1-800-National Suicide prevention line which for those who are aware of that number it will still work for quite a long time but 988 is there for um Easy access to the behavioral health crisis system here in Mississippi, and to connect with a trained counselor that um, is there to respond when needed. So who finally said, "Okay, the
1: one eight hundred number is great, but like that's hard to remember. I'm not going to take time to like Google it." Where in the conversation did it finally say, "You know what? We have nine one one. Let's make it as easy. We have
3: eight one one. Let's make it as simple for or more simple for folks to remember." Wendy. Well, it's actually interesting that you brought up nine one one because that's exactly what led to it, uh, Congress passed in 2020 legislation in Washington uh, to establish this. And the whole point behind it was you have a three-digit 911 number for um, any type of health care crisis, and that's what they wanted for behavioral health as well. Um, and it started off, like Katie mentioned, for suicide prevention and um, suicide awareness, and then it's led into this whole behavioral health line. Um, so it was, it was. It was actually Congress and a national uh, push for this. Yes, and then in Mississippi, our state, um, Took a lead in funding and legislation that was passed in order to make it a priority here for um, our citizens as well. So, is each, does each state have a different three-digit number? No, it is it's nine eight eight
1: across the nation. And then I guess just the way the system works, it'll just know that you're calling from Mississippi to sort of. That's right. Because I guess I never thought about that. You call nine, you know, I never. You call nine one one in Mississippi. You call nine one one in California, and it just knows
3: where where to go. How does it know? Well, it's the same way with the the number, the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline number before the long long digit number. um, It was routed to Mississippi. So it basically knows your area code and it routes the calls. And the way that that was set up is um, after so many rings, if someone doesn't pick up here in Mississippi, it rolls to the next state. And we are very proud that our state has one of the highest answer rates in the nation for the lifeline. Um, and but that's it's basically based on your area code. Oh, OK. Well, that makes mm-hmm. a little bit more sense. So
1: where is this sort of, uh, you know, I mean, again, thinking of the nine one one sort of model, you've got all of these great uh, um, phone operators that are trained and they're, you know, taking the calls and they're getting the people there. You know, it's a whole it's a whole thing. So where is the thing? Where's the you know, like where is um I guess the mothership of, of those that are sitting
2: there waiting for the phone to ring? So in Mississippi, we have two lifeline centers. We have one in Jackson called Contact the Crisis Line, and they primarily cover the state. And then we have a smaller center in Columbus, Mississippi called Contact Helpline, and they cover an additional eight counties. Both of them serve as primary and then backup coverage for each other. So if you don't reach someone at contact the crisis line you'll then roll to contact helpline and then if for some reason all of the phone lines are booked it would roll to the next state like Wendy mentioned earlier.
1: You think oh who's going to call if they're feeling that kind of way like but but folks actually use this resource right like it's actually helped to say well the 988 not yet but I mean the 1-800 number has been there has been a lifeline for mm-hmm. many folks. Mm-hmm. How many do
3: you know about how often it gets used? So in Mississippi for the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline we had we usually average between about 6,000 and 8,000 calls within a year. The last couple of years, those numbers have been up, but we think that's due to the COVID pandemic and just so much stress that people have been under. And then we have mobile crisis response teams in our state as well. And those numbers are promoted for 24-7 crisis response for behavioral health. And um, with that, we average around thirty to 35,000 each year calls and follow-up calls. So people do reach out, and people do ask for help, and that's why it's so important that we, we have this here. You know, we need to, um, one of our priorities at our agency is to increase access to care and to provide hope to people, and that's exactly what 988 and the Lifeline does. So I understand
1: if you're having, you know, intrusive thoughts about maybe ending your life or you see someone who's feeling that way, that would be a reason to call. But what are the other, re- like, na- like give me a tangible reason someone else would call the 988 if they're just, if it's like a panic attack or sure. if we start to just, you know, have a mental breakdown. I mean, you know, I know suicide. Absolutely. I can wrap my brain around that. But what would be those other moments
2: of mental crisis that someone might would want to call or need to call? Sure. Thank <laughs> you. Um, And that's one of the most exciting aspects of 988, because before it goes live, it has been promoted as a suicide prevention lifeline. But moving forward, it's going to be promoted as suicide prevention and behavioral health crisis line. Uh, So families can call when they're concerned about a loved one. Uh, Maybe someone has a history of mental illness and they are seeing behavior changes and that person is in a crisis at that moment and they need help. Um, they will be able to call 988. It'll be an easy number to remember. They're not going to have to think through, what door do I open to access the system? Do I need to call their doctor? Who do I need to get? It's in the middle of the night. They may not remember there's mobile crisis response teams, so they have 988, and they can call that one number, just like they would for 911 for emergencies, and get access to that counselor who's going to be that open door to get them into the system and the care that that person needs.
1: This mobile response team, Teams and now I'm seeing like you know a squad headed to your house right like 911 you call and you get the ambulance and you get the you know the fire trucks or whatever it is you needed is that someone coming to your aid or is that more of a a digital kind of response?
3: So about 80% of the time when a call comes through, it can be um, that situation can be de-escalated over the telephone or you can have someone connected to the care and the treatment that they're going to need. Um, but then you do have times where someone does need to respond in the field. So that, in those situations, the mobile crisis response team can go out. Sometimes they will also go out in conjunction with law enforcement like a crisis intervention trained law enforcement officer. Um, So you do have field responses and then you do have those um, uh, just over the telephone responses as well. So,
1: when this goes like live, I'm just like, how is it? How does it work? I mean, does it just, is it like it flips a switch and it's like 988 is working? Or, I mean, is it a little more complicated than that? I feel like there's a button to be pushed. I want to push the button. I don't don't know. The big red
3: button. Uh The big
1: red button
2: that says, you know, 988. You are are activated. I'm not sure, you know. So, when you call 988, you will be connected to that trained counselor. We are in the process of developing programs. Calls for interconnectivity between all of the systems. So it's not going to be a light switch moment yet that the entire system with your big red button is ready to go Darn. on July 16th, but the pieces are there. Mississippi is in a fantastic place because we do have mobile crisis response teams throughout the state. Mm-hmm. We have our centers with already a 90% average in-state answer rate. Um, there are crisis stabilization units for people who may need a higher level of care. Uh, so the, the pieces are there. We have had a planning coalition that has been meeting over the past year working together and continuing to work. So it's going to take a lot of collaboration, a lot of working together um, to, to get the system with the future vision of basically a nine one one system for behavioral health crisis care. What are the other major departments that had to come together to, to do teamwork with this? We worked with members of the Community Mental Health Center, um, advocacy organizations, people with lived experience in the community. We worked with other state agencies and we're continuing our work with 911 administrators and law enforcement officers. We held a community forum in May May? Mm -hmm. for first responders. Mm -hmm. That's right, we held two. One for first responders. We wanted to hear their feedback on what they need from a crisis system to help inform our planning efforts. And then another one with people with lived experience to make sure those voices are heard and incorporated into the planning. Well, we want to make sure your voice
1: is heard. If you need help, you'll be able. To call 988 coming up July 16th. We've got more with the Mississippi Department of Mental Health coming up next.
4: From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, mostly cloudy conditions, a 70% chance of rain, high near 87. Tonight, 20% chance of rain, mostly cloudy, low around 72. Your finally Friday, a 60% chance of rain, partly sunny, high near 88. And for your Saturday, a 60% chance of rain as well, partly sunny, high near 89. This weather brought to you by our friends at Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile in downtown Bolton. Shop local. Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile, your building supply experts since 1871.
5: This is Ben Shapiro reminding you to listen to The Ben Shapiro Show weekday nights starting at 9 p.m. here on 97.3 Super Talk Jackson.
0: Making your afternoon just a little brighter. It's Good Things with Rebecca Turner on Super Talk Mississippi. Help,
5: I need somebody. Help, not just
0: anybody. Help, you know I need someone.
1: There's a lot of good things to do in Mississippi, so go to visitmississippi.org to find out more. We're finding out more about the mental health, a life crisis line that's going to be coming on, or health crisis line, should I say? Behavioral health crisis line. I keep talking and I'm going to get all the words in. Suicide prevention and behavioral health crisis line, 988. It's going live July 16th, and we're continuing our conversations with Wendy and Katie with the Mississippi Department of Mental Health. And you guys are like really excited about this, which is kind of odd because, you know, you're talking about About suicide prevention, and you know, but you're looking at it as a resource to get to folks in need. And why wouldn't you be excited about something like this coming online, Katie? You are talking about if and when they call 988, they will get a trained counselor on the other line, just like if you call 911, you get a trained um, you know um, phone operator that knows exactly how to handle your or get you what you need. How are you finding those counselors? Are you going to need more
2: counselors? What kind of training? Tell us about the counselors. Absolutely. Um, they are going to need a lot more counselors if anyone is interested because they will be staffing up to meet the demand of possibly increased calls with the easy-to-remember 988 number. So counselors have to um, meet minimum standards of the national lifeline. There's new uh, operational standards that they have to meet, and they go through specific training on how to talk to people over the phone uh, to assess for any. An imminent risk to ask questions in a way that are culturally sensitive and diverse um, and speaking to them about um, a multitude of issues as to why someone may be calling. Uh, so beginning in July, the Lifeline Centers will have received some funding from the Department of Mental Health to to hire more, there is actually a nine eight eight hiring page, and I wish I had brought it with me, but I have a feeling Google will bring you right to it if you search for it, and it has every state listed in their open positions. Uh, so there will be a great need for additional um, counselors to answer the line. Where would be home base for that counselor? Would it be something where it would be telehealth? I mean, because they're answering or fielding calls, or is it going to be where you know they would need to be here in the central area? So both. Both of our centers here in Jackson and in Columbus, Columbus, Mississippi, have said that they are going to do some rotating schedules with some telework and some in office. They want to give those counselors the support they need to be in the office with others to talk through situations and scenarios. But there will be some opportunities for those counselors to work from home as well.
1: Because I feel like those counselors are going to need their own 988 number. <laughs> no, but right. I mean, you have to support. I mean, it can be, it's obviously, you're not having a good day if you call uh, 988 or 911. I mean, that's what they're you know there for and trained. But you talked about too, uh, Wendy, that there's a text option as well. So it may not be or text and sort of chat. So how are you guys trying to find and meet people wherever they are with whatever technology they have?
3: Well, that is one requirement of it, and we are working towards that here in our state. And that is the ability for chat and for text both. So you would have that option. And we also know, especially with the younger generation, mm-hmm. they're most likely not going to call the number. They're Going to ta- to either text or chat, so both of those options will be available.
1: So, will this will be open? And obviously, you wouldn't turn anybody away. But will the awareness and the marketing and the, all that get out to the high schools and the junior highs and the
3: you know all to that vulnerable population? Yes, that's right. Actually, the, every state had to develop an implementation plan that was approved nationally, and Mississippi had one as well. And there are um, subcommittees on that workforce, that team that has been working on uh, the 988 plan here in Mississippi and one of those committees is marketing. So there's a focus on how are we going to reach the different groups because you have to have targeted marketing, marketing for these different populations. So that is a, that is absolutely an emphasis and you're going to see a very heavily emphasis placed on that as we get more into the fall and the winter um, and, and, and more time is devoted to um, making sure everybody is aware. I that. think that's exciting especially if a kid doesn't feel like they have somebody to turn
1: to. Mm-hmm. Maybe they would just text and you know reach out and have, know where they can you know go to at least and I mean be talked off a ledge i mean you know or wherever they're at in that uh sort of way especially to with so many rural areas in mississippi you know to, uh, mississippi went to the top when it came to telehealth in the beginning we really got pushed you know into that with covid so you're looking at a lot of your rural areas that just don't have access to counselors or trained therapists and so this is a first step at least connecting that but this won't be like um ongoing therapy for anybody it will be a crisis line
3: correct that is correct it's kind of you need for a good strong crisis system you really need we look at it as like a three-legged stool you need someone to talk to and that's where you have a crisis line that's exactly what 988 is going to be then you need someone to respond when it's a situation where you need more than just someone over the telephone or chat or text and that is where our mobile crisis response teams will come in and then somewhere to go and that could be a crisis stabilization unit Are the connection to an appointment? So you've spoken to someone over the telephone, and they know you need additional help, and you get connected with an outpatient therapy appointment. So it's it's a process, and you need all three of those things in place to have that good strong system. I keep hearing about these mobile crisis units. I'm like, well, that's a good thing in itself. I feel like you know,
1: kudos to Mississippi for you know having that. But it's not just open to select people. You were sharing, Wendy, about schools or first responders, and I'm keep and when you say that they may have had a crisis. The situation. What? Who else listening to good things? might could take advantage of that if they're having. You know a really um, upsetting situation in their community.
3: So I can give you two examples. Uh, There was a situation on the Gulf Coast where there was a suicide in a school, and the mobile crisis response team was called in to talk to students. They are at the school, so it's not necessarily a one-on-one response. Sometimes the team may go into more of a group setting and provide that assistance. Um, Region Eight, which is here in the uh, metro area, they've responded before to a fire department who had a very serious situation occur. And their fire department um, employees needed some additional assistance and some crisis counseling, and the mobile crisis team went in and did that with the local fire department. So it's not just the family member or the individual. Sometimes there are these these group situations as well that our mobile crisis teams respond to,
1: which I think is just good for everyone to know. If you want, like, if you are having a scenario like that in your community, I mean, who do you call just for that? I mean, I don't. Would that be the nine eight eight, or would that just be connecting to you guys in another way?
3: We have a helpline at the Department of Mental Health as well as twenty four seven, so that's always available. But nine eight eight is going to be that main avenue, um, and and we are partners with that. So of course, that information would be shared with the department or the mobile crisis team in that area as well. It really is a statewide connection and partnership. That's why this. Um, this, this work group that has been planning for over a year, all of those partners are key. And then the legislation that was passed this year to develop a study commission brings in even more partners. And that's really what's key is that it takes all of us working together to make this change.
1: Our elected officials don't always get a toot-toot, you know, and like working together mm-hmm. or whatever, but it feels like they hit a home run with helping to support mental health in Mississippi.
3: They really did. You know, we're on national calls, and you've still got states that are, are struggling on how they're going to fund 988. And um, our legislature, with ARPA funding this year, went ahead and appropriated four and a half years' um, worth of funding for both the implementation and the continuation of 988. And then we've received federal funding in our state. State too, and then they also uh, Representative Felcher from the Gulf Coast. He passed House Bill Seven Thirty Two, and it, it and Chairman Mams Sam Mams was very instrumental in that as well. And it establishes a study commission to look at moving forward. How are we going to fund this? What services crisis services are needed in the state? So they really did take a, um, a, a forward proactive approach to bring this to Mississippi and, and we appreciate that. I always get just
1: so encouraged every time we have the Department of Mental Health on or many of the other advocacy sort of groups there's just so much good going on in Mississippi like boots on the ground trying to help and I feel like still some folks don't realize all the resources that are out there for them. So if they are listening I mean how do we connect or find out more about getting a loved one help or maybe waving the white flag finally for ourselves and our mental health. I mean other than the 988 I mean what resources can we get
3: from the Department of Mental Health? So, you know, one thing that this has also brought to light is some areas that we definitely need to build and strengthen and focus on, and that's, you know, our plan uh, moving forward. But also, we have a website called mentalhealthms.com, mentalhealthms.com, and you can go to that site and you can actually search by county um, to find out what resources are available in your area. The Department of Mental Health's helpline number is available on that website, and that's 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and then, of course, the Department has a website dmh.ms.gov, and all of those locations can connect you with resources in your area. And Carol and Startful text in and said,
1: "Thank you for the info. I'm going to be sharing with others." And I think that's the part of the the beauty of today's conversation here on Good Things is just know the simple number nine eight eight is going to be made available. Soft launch July sixteenth. Although I'm sure if you dialed it now, somebody would pick up the phone and wouldn't leave you um, leave you hanging. Sorry, you got to call back on July sixteenth. We'll get to your crisis then. <laughs> (laughs) But if they did, I hope you laugh. (laughs) But ladies, I feel like we'll be hearing more about this great uh, program and all the other good stuff coming out of mental health. So thank you. Thank Thank you, you, Rebecca. All right. Y'all stick with us. We've got more for you coming up next.
6: Love is patient. Love is kind. Love is all we really got. Never fails. Never leaves. Faith, hope, and love, and the greatest of these is love, people,
7: love, people, we all need love, people, underneath the surface, everybody's
8: Did you know Callaways has beautiful decorative accessories and gift items for your indoors and outdoors? Callaways has bulk soils for pickup and local delivery. Callaways landscape designers Clinton Streeter and Corey Castle can design and install your landscape. Callaway's Glutstadt on Calhoun Station Parkway, south of German townhouse.
6: Fillmore Buick GMC. You drive everything we
4: do. ESISupply.net It's not if you're going to have a spill at your business or workplace, it's when. ESISupply.net Exorbent pads by the bundle or roll. ESISupply.net Socknet Boom Products, Oil Gator, Oil Dry, Spill Kits, and much more. ESISupply.net
1: the new degree of
3: comfort. It's Alyssa Arbuckle and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Voters chose to oust incumbent Stephen Palazzo in the GOP runoffs Tuesday night in a close race, with Jackson County Sheriff Mikey Zell securing 54% of the vote over Palazzo's 46% in the 4th District. Palazzo serves on the House Appropriations Committee, which is responsible for allocating every dollar of federal discretionary spending. GOP strategist Henry Barber believes voters continue to believe that seniority is important.
5: We have seen that in recent years,
4: where
0: incumbents become vulnerable because they lose touch with the voters, and I think that's what happened on the coast, and and I think that's what almost happened in uh, the third district race between. Michael Guest, the incumbent, and Michael Cassidy, (coughs) the challenger.
3: Michael Guest easily defeated newcomer Michael Cassidy in the runoffs, but it was a different story during the primaries on June 7th. Both incumbents were forced into the runoffs because neither garnered a majority vote in the first primary.
8: While we hope for the best, the Mississippi Insurance Department is here to help you during this hurricane season. Prepare now using resources found on our website or call the number on your screen to talk to our staff. We're here for you. We're here to help.
0: Your news, your talk, your weather, and your sports all in one place. SuperTalk.fm. Every show, every podcast, and every leap breaking story all in one place. SuperTalk.fm. Twilight concerts at Renaissance are back. Ratchet Entertainment presents Twilight Concert Series at Renaissance Saturday, July 9th with JJ Gray and Mofro. Big head, Todd, and
8: Monsters.
0: Plus Jay and the Causeways. Tickets are on sale now at twilightms.com. That's twilightms.com. Brought to you in part by Southern Beverage, Renaissance, Ridgeland First, and Watkins Construction. Produced by Ratchet Entertainment Group. No other news team covers the Magnolia State like Supertalk Mississippi News. On air with reports every hour and breaking news as it happens. Your news all the time, on air and online at supertalk.fm. We've got the hottest talk all Hot summer long. Supertalk Mississippi, live live and on demand with the Supertalk app and at supertalk.fm.
1: wants to remind you that there are some great things to do in Mississippi from events to unique places to visit. So go to visitmississippi.org to find out more. We're gonna find out more about the families behind some of your old Miss Baseball National champions. Behind every one of your favorite players, there's probably a mom who was their biggest fan. And today we get to talk to Suzanne Graham. She is the mother of Kevin Graham, Ole Miss Infelder, number thirty-five. So hey Suzanne. Oh, hello, Rebecca. It's uh, congratulations, I think, is in store, right? You earned that national championship.
7: Well, it was. They all earned it, and it's uh, it's just unreal and can't hardly... Uh explain uh, what it felt like, but uh, yeah, it's just unbelievable. Well, I love this
1: part of reaching out, and I actually saw a post of a of a mutual friend of ours talking about all the Ole Miss uh, baseball moms, or many of them, were all sitting together, rallied around in Omaha watching it all unfold, and I thought to myself, man, you know, we forget about the parents who have been there with their prospective players since maybe T-ball and going through the travel ball, and what this journey can feel like for them, so Tell, tell us a little bit about Kevin's uh, baseball journey. Did he start off in t-ball when he was a little little tot?
7: Well, he did. Um, my husband and I were both working a lot, and I had to have a commitment from my father that he would start taking him, but he actually started really young at four years old, and uh, my dad uh, took him to all the practices and games, and uh, he got started really young, but um, my dad played uh, in the major leagues for seven years, so... He had some experience and helped him along the way, so it was great.
1: At what point were you guys started looking at colleges with, like, through the lens of maybe playing baseball? At what age was was Kevin?
7: Well, I, I come from a very athletic family, so I have to be honest and say that you always hope. And you know, my brothers played, and you know, we all played sports. So I kind of always was hoping and thinking that he'd be able to play in college. But at what level? But you know, nobody really knows. Um, but his dream has always been to play D1 baseball and play in the SEC.
1: And so he got that there at Ole Miss. Now, at home for you guys is St. Louis. So how did Kevin end up choosing Ole Miss for his college experience?
7: Um, well, interesting. Brett Huber was his, uh, summer travel team coach. And, uh, Brett was the all-time saves, um, for, at pitching here. Uh, reliever, reliever here, sorry, and um, so of course once you come to Ole Miss, um, you know, you definitely are hooked and want to go to school here. So Brett talked it up very much, but when he showed up on campus and looked, he um, loved it and wanted to come here. Probably one of the most things, too, is is Kevin's always loved having a crowd and fans. So even in high school, he'd say, who's all going to the game today? You know, so a lot of kids are probably more uh, shy and nervous and don't want to play in the crowd. I'm going to say all these kids playing in the uh, national championship all wanted to be there and loved having the crowd. And a, and
1: a big crowd, you guys, di- you had there in Omaha, and what a roller coaster season! One thing I do love about Kevin's story is I've heard that him and two other buddies decided to come back and play for their senior year because they wanted to have that chance to run, uh, make a run at Omaha. So this is even even more special uh, for him. And what a roller coaster season! So give us kind of the behind the scenes view yeah. of what it was like for the family. I mean, what an emotional well, ride you guys had over the last. I guess De- several months.
7: Definitely a roller coaster. I will say um, our background, not having a, not being a really wealthy family, Kevin turned down um, high third-round draft. And I know uh, Tim and Justin also turned down the draft. And uh, they've been roommates now for three years. Um, Kevin has always said that he wants to bring a national championship to Ole Miss, but to Oxford, and that Oxford deserves a national championship. So um, you know how you look at things, and on paper, our offense and our things look that um, you know we were even ranked number one that we should be there, and then to go to not even knowing if we're going to make the NCAA tournament was um, yes, definitely a roller coaster.
1: So as a mom, I mean, I can empathize here, even though I only have a 10-year-old and a 3-year-old. How do you have those phone calls with your devastated son or your son and his friends who are, you know, super disappointed? Well, like, what do you say? Like, chin up
7: or well, hold on to hope? You know, when when they get older, it's hard to, as a mom to say too many things because, uh, you know, we might say the wrong thing uh, when they're playing at this level. But, um, you know, I always say when Kevin's doing well, He doesn't really need his mom. It's actually the days that they fail that they really do need their parents.
1: And it's, and and that's always a good to have to fall back on. I know that's always you guys were there. You were there for the whole thing. So when they started to get yeah. on their streak, what was that like? I mean, I know it's nail-biting for all the fans back home or who made the trip to Omaha, but it's so much different for the families who know every, you know, batting practice, every baseball game, every skint knee that sort of went it's, into that moment.
7: It is. A- and it really is tough on uh, parents just traveling and I actually went, and I always say, I don't know if anybody else has ever done this, but I actually went to every game last year and didn't miss one. So, all 67 games. And, uh yeah, there were definitely games and driving everywhere that uh, wasn't much fun. But it- you always enjoy watching your kid play.
1: It looks like there was a pack of moms there in Omaha, uh, Ole Miss Moms. Did you guys all sit together? Did you have any rituals, routines? Did some of you just not change your shirt or socks? I mean, what was the uh, well, secret I sauce? Well, yeah,
7: I hate to admit this because um, I do. I'm very superstitious at times, and, you know, my my son will say, when will you learn, Mom, that it's not anything that you do that uh, helps me perform? And I always laugh and go, oh, yes, it does. It's all me. So, I uh actually, when we started to get on a streak, wearing uh, the same shirt and shorts, I did wash them every time, just so everybody knows, but uh I, so I had to wear an outfit that I probably didn't like that much every game once we started that winning streak, that, uh um and then I changed the outfit once when we lost in Omaha, so everybody yelled at me that I had to go back to wearing that same outfit, so. Well, you know what? I, I think I'm going to retire it for sure now.
1: I think I've heard with baseball, it's not that you're superstitious; you're just a little stitious. And so, if it, <laughs> it whatever whatever works, whatever sort of keeps the mojo going and calms the nerves, I think is is a, is really cool. This has to be up there at the pinnacle of watching your son Kevin Graham, you know, out there on the on the diamond doing his thing, winning a national championship. But there has to be other highlights throughout baseball that you, as a mom, just sat back and you know can go straight to in your memory. What are some of those other magic moments throughout his career that led well, here?
7: I think like anything we always enjoy watching our, our kids uh, perform in a sport and come from an athletic family um, but uh, really the whole journey along the way has just been exciting and I just can't explain how much joy you get out of watching your um, child perform in any sport but for them to be able to play at a high level in the SEC and Ole Miss to come back the way they did. um, That's something that uh, none of us will ever forget. And so, you know, all the games along the way are exciting, but uh, definitely being in Omaha with 25,000 fans, and by the way, I believe 20,000 had to at least be Ole Miss. So it really felt like we were at a home game. And um, I know all the kids love the support, and that meant uh, a lot to them. So I think we think sometimes that cheering doesn't make a difference, but um, I want to tell everybody it does make a difference. It it helps the kids very much on being supportive and uh, being there for them.
1: I also read a good take too, Suzanne, that, you know, we, see you, as parents, especially with kids at this, playing at this level, you too get on Facebook or Twitter and you get to see what people's opinions are about your children or the team or when it's going good, when it's going bad or whatever it may be. How do you guys as a family kind of help, you know, uh, keep the noise out, focus on the positive or help them sort of navigate this kind of stardom at the moment in a social media yeah. world?
7: Well, I think the coaches um, here at Ole Miss are are great, and they try to teach the kids too is stay off the social media. Um, I I know at times they do get on social media. It's it's almost impossible anymore. Um, but you know, early on, I think I got a taste of something when um, Kevin's first picture he got a first pinch hit or something, and uh, you know somebody said something about what are we doing having that little kid out there playing? So he looked very young and. Uh, you know, so it doesn't take long and people are going to make their comments and it, you just have to be a little bit more thick skinned and to let something bother you. But I will say I've been tested a few times that um, I've almost lost it, but uh, luckily um, I didn't. Um, my dad uh, playing in the big leagues talked and uh, about, you know, riders and different things that might be against you and a lot of times, you just have to tune it out. So, if you could get upset about everything that everybody says, um, you know, it sure wouldn't be much fun competing then.
1: No, but it's so much sweeter when you come home with the trophy, though, Miss Suzanne. <laughs> hey, you have to promise me. I'm sure y'all will uh, frame his uniform of some capacity. The number three there with Ole Miss. Will you frame yeah. your
7: outfit that you that you wore uh, that got them I there? Laughed. I Thank you, Rebecca. I laughed and said I was going to burn it. Couldn't wait, but somebody said, "No, you got to keep it and uh, make a baby blanket out of it or something." So, yes, you yeah, got to keep it. I haven't gone that far yet, but. <laughs> well, congratulations,
1: Mississippi's proud of Kevin and all his friends and all his teammates, and and kudos to you and the family too. Thank you for your time. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you. All righty, you guys stick with us. We got more for you coming up next.
4: Pinnacle Motors.
0: Protect your home and office with Havard Pest Control, a family owned and operated business for 75 years. Havard provides termite and pest services with free quotes, low monthly payments, free recalls, and unmatched customer service. For more information, visit HavardPest.com.
1: Ladies, be your own first responder. Strong women own at least one firearm. They know how to clean it, store it, and see it for what it is a tool that can protect her family. It's an act of love, so act today. Boondocks Firearms Training Academy has classes open for you and your loved ones, teaching firearm use and safety. Boondocks welcomes all levels of experience. Membership's available now, so like us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or visit us at
2: boondocksfta.com. I'm Lauren McGraw with Gotta Go. We've got hand washing stations with soap, paper towels, and water, and we've also got hand sanitizers to rent or sell. Please give us a call 601-879-3969. For a
0: flipping good time, come down to Cock of the Walk.
4: Celebrating our 40th anniversary at Cock of the Walk. Voted the best catfish in Mississippi with our grilled or fried catfish along with greens, coleslaw, and a skillet of our homemade cornbread. With locations on the reservoir, Pocahontas, and one mile from the Grand Ole Opry in Nashville, Tennessee.
0: Catfish, hush puppies, and fried dill pickles. For For a flipping good time, come down to Cock of the Walk.
6: I like chicken. I like fish. I like fish puppies. I love it. Catfish is excellent.
0: For a flipping good time, come down to Cock of the Walk.
5: This is the Sunrise Agri-Market Report. The USDA's Weekly Grain Exports Report this week shows corn totaled 49.1 million bushels for the week ending Thursday, June 23rd, and that USDA is expecting estimated corn exports at 2.4 billion bushels in 2021-22, and that's down 11% from the previous year. Corn inspections for 2021-22 are running below the USDA's estimated pace. Soybean totaled 17.2 million bushels for the week ending June 23rd, the USDA is expecting or estimating soybean exports at 2.1 billion bushels in 2021-22, and that's down 4% from the previous year. Soybean inspections in 2021-22 are running below the USDA's estimated pace at a time when USDA sub- soybean supply estimate are bullish for soybean prices. I'm Dixon Williams. This is Super Talk, Mississippi Agri-News Network. From Memorial Day to Labor Day, the Mississippi Lottery is about to make
6: summer fun again. There's lots to win, from Rectech pellet grills and very cool coolers to watercraft and other hot prizes. You don't have to purchase a thing, but you have to be 21 or older. Go to mslotteryhome.com to sign up to be a lottery insider and receive emails with instructions on how to enter the 2022 Summer of Fun promotion. Have fun, y'all. Gambling prom Call 1-800- 522-4700.
0: You know that nowadays more people are cutting the cord, ditching traditional cable and satellite television, and instead just streaming everything. With Supertalk Mississippi Media Digital's over-the-top advertising, you can get your business seen on streaming TV. Supertalk Mississippi Media Digital's highly trained and trusted team can show you how your ad dollars can go further to reach a more targeted audience. Call 601-991-2305 or go to stmmdigital.com to get started today. Where Mississippi comes to talk. Middays with Gerard Gibbert. Weekdays here on Super Talk Mississippi.
1: Planning your Mississippi getaway. Everything you need to know is over at visitmississippi.org. And just to let you know that the baseball players they also show up to class because Mike in Oxford texted in and said, This is Kevin's calculus professor. Tell his mom I said hello. <laughs> I feel like there could be an exchange there of did he make it to class how was those finals going and so you know you remember you have to be reminded to although this is at least they give them the College World Series during the summer like what baseball player would take any summer classes I'm not really sure so hopefully none of them did Uh, but your college athletes are juggling a lot on campus whether they're You know, national champs or not, if they're playing at that level, particularly here in the SEC, they're weight, they're having to figure out a lot. Many of them, even though some get to go on to that next level and make a career out of it or at least a run at it, 95% are probably going into the real world. Let's say more than that. Probably 99%. I just want to be kind.
6: Yeah, it's a tiny, tiny percentage move on to the next level when it gets to sports.
1: Right. And so they're there also getting their degrees and uh, looking for a future or having a plan uh, B in case, you know, athletics doesn't necessarily work out. And so I guess I always have that soft spot for seniors of any kind when you when you recognize that maybe the last time you get to play the game that you've loved since you were, you know, a tiny tot. It um, And maybe, too, just being a mom, it, you know, it makes it makes it a little bit uh, emotional. We also get emotional at the Palmer Home for Children Radiothon for good reason, too. Always about the kids. We've got the 10th annual coming up on July 14th. It's going to be right here on Super Talk Mississippi. We will all be back there at Palmer Home live and in living color this year, which is always fun and exciting. And there's always children across Mississippi every year that need your help uh, through helping the Palmer Home. So you want to make sure you put that on your calendar and don't forget that's coming up fast I was thinking about it like you have like July is it's not even here yet but it feels like it's already halfway over you know we were talking about 988 earlier which is the new uh, suicide prevention and behavioral health crisis number that's coming live on the 16th and I thought oh it's already live not yet on the 16th after the Palmer home but you have this is Thursday we're all day long you've got just next thursday and then the next thursday is palmer home like it's it's
6: right there we are we are right around the
1: corner we just have one hump to get over and then it's radiothon week and so it feels like we were just there you were just losing your hair but by looking at it it's it's grown in quite nicely and so here we go we'll have a we'll have a good ride
6: still haven't decided if i'm going to double or nothing but uh we will see
1: We will see. We will see. You have to tune in to find out. You also need to tune in to my new podcast, Tired of the Weight. W e i g h t. I've teamed up with my friend actress Amelia to tackle all things uh, physical, mental, and spiritual health through candid conversations. We've got a new episode dropping this week. It'll either drop later today or maybe tomorrow. But there's still time to catch up. There will be. That will be episode six. Many are binge listening, which is what I love to hear. Uh, from you. So if health and wellness isn't your cup of tea, that's fine. You can text and share it with someone in your life. Um, it's really been a joy to connect with those that have enjoyed, uh, listening to that podcast. So I would, uh, appreciate that, uh, for for sure. It is hard to believe that the summer is like halfway over. Kind of. And you've got July. We just
6: started official summer. On the longest day of the Wait, year.
1: Okay, so that is. Completely... That's where you get the difference
6: in seasonal summer and school year summer.
1: Yes, I'm like you... because I
6: haven't had to deal with a school year in uh-huh. years, so I'm out of that school year cycle. That that doesn't even pay me any mind anymore.
1: Well, and for many of us, I mean, I so I I will ha- I will have to admit, as I sit here today on June the thirtieth, I am waving my best pageant wave goodbye. To the month of June, myself and so many other parents are like, see ya, you most overpacked, overscheduled, crammed into summer I mean month of the entire year. Y'all think the holidays are busy. Nothing, nothing compares to June. Every camp, every VBS, Every, everything feels like it. they pack it into these just four weeks. And then you have you spend all of July cleaning up your emotional mess <laughs> and stressed out mess that you uh, created for yourself in the month of in the month of June. So hopefully there will be a lot of resting and relaxation because there's nothing going on. They did it all in June. There's absolutely nothing to be done in July except for maybe one of the best holidays of the entire year, which is The 4th of July.
6: Independence Day.
1: Which is Independence Day, where you don't have to buy gifts. You get to shoot fireworks.
6: There's always great food. Watch a movie about fighting aliens.
1: Yes. The best... Cue the best movie um, marathons on the TV. And there's usually water of some kind, whether you're in the lake or the pond or the pool or the ocean.
6: Or even just a watermelon.
1: Or just a watermelon. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard to beat the Fourth of July, when you have a good one. It's usually a happy, happy holiday for most. All right, stick with us. You got more coming up next. You got Sports Talk Mississippi from three to six. Rano, Rano, and I will meet you back here tomorrow at two. But until then, I hope you all find time for good things.